This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Glenda Geek, and I am still in Ocala, Florida. I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm still in Norman, Oklahoma, y'all. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 28th, episode 3028, brought to you today by State Line Tech. Good morning, horse people. Yep, that's right. We have live coverage for you of the hurricane. That's just the best you could do. That's the only the only wind I could find. <laughs> so, uh, you think of February and the wind and the cold. It does y'all... remind you more of an ice storm than a uh, uh, hurricane. It so, does, but you know, you did sound, you did some homework. Very good. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, first half hour of this show is going to be spent talking about uh, Hurricane Ian. Right now, do you realize that it grew so much? They got this one all wrong. It grew so much that only four hurricanes in recorded history have made landfall in the United States a higher strength than Ian. And this is it's bananas. Even the local Oklahoma news guy who always talks about tornadoes, he's like basically talking about the you know up to 200 miles an hour for this hurricane, and the tornadoes are like 140. So yeah. the the amount of wind, I can't even imagine what y'all are going through. Oh, oh my God. Not and only, the animals and, uh Not only that, all the rain you didn't get this year, we're going to get in two days. Um, yeah. So, so this is the scoop. And thank you all for the many messages I've gotten from a lot of you from around the country wishing us well. I, we really appreciate it. It looks like if, knock on wood... Ian stays on its current course, it's going to go south of us, that kind of change too, and not over Ocala. If it makes a little bit of a left, then we'll get more. But right now, we're only supposed to get uh, winds up to 70, 80 miles an hour. Uh, But we are expecting 15 to 20 inches of rain by Friday morning. So uh, there'll be a massive flooding. I mean, the flooding going to be, even in Florida, there'll be flooding. But um, so, you know, obviously wind is going to be more south and Sarasota, uh, Fort Myers, and then up to, we have a lot of listeners and friends that live in Orlando and they're going to get a hurricane in the one or two category now. And they don't get that too often. Yeah. I mean, it's it looks like it's going from southwest to northeast. Like, and you're going to be on the edge of it, too, Very for edge. sure. Yeah. Now, if it makes a little jog to the left, you know, to the west, then we'll get more of it. But so far, knock on wood, here it's just really, really dark and a little windy, and, and then the right. rains are going to come in this afternoon. But it is a huge storm. Um, so the we talked about the World Equestrian Center, remember, on Monday? And they they were taking horses. Well, soon after we brought did our broadcast, they were full, and that's three thousand horses. So, oh my god! Uh, apparently, uh, there were other animals there too. And we're gonna t- we're gonna get a live report from Kayla shortly. Uh, she's over at WEC with her thirty horses. 
So she's going to give us a live report of what it's like over there. And there were a few exotic animals brought in as well. So we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to go to Wendy, and uh, who is down in Sarasota. She is pretty much going to get the worst of everything today. Um, so we're going to talk to her, and then we'll go to Kayla over at the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala. And then we're going back to talk to one of our auditors. Flossie is in Sarasota, near where Wendy is, and she's going to talk about what she's going through in her prep. So the first half hour is going to be all hurricane talk here. Uh, and then we are going to get into other stuff. We're going to be doing our horse health report. We're going to be talking about another fun topic, EMS. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and then you have, you're going to talk about hay later in the show, right? So I would like to explain to you, this is, this is, it's not from the next door app, but it's, it's like a next door to horse people in Oklahoma. And the question was posed, what is the difference between horse hay and cattle hay? And I'm going <laughs> to let the you, on that. <laughs> I'm going to let you know what the people of Oklahoma say. There ain't no difference between horse hay and cattle hay. Oh, it just is good. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, lighten up our day. <laughs> All right, let's go. We're going to do this old style, like when we were live. We're going to go to Wendy, and we're just going to see who answers and who can't answer and who can't. I think Wednesday lost power last night already. So, we're just... hopefully, her battery was charged in her car. <laughs> we'll or <something>. find out. <laughs> they have a generator, so she said they can go ten days. Hi. Are you our Jim Cantori of the South Sarasota region? I am. I am. <laughs> Wendy, how's it going down there? It's going good. Yeah? Not so bad so far. You're, you're... But I just saw the news and it, um, it, they drew like this arrow of where the eye is going and the head of the arrow was like right over our house. Really? <laughs> and is so she you... on speaker? It's really hard to yeah, hear you... her. Yeah, you're on, you're on oh. speaker, right? Wait a second. Okay. Well, she is in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, preferences. This happens every time. <laughs> every time. See, we're doing this as live today, Wendy. So, uh, oh, damn. so I'm not editing you. No cussing. That's right. No swearing. Oh, too late. <laughs> I know. Okay. How about now? Oh, there you hey! go. You sound much better. Yay. So, Wendy, you're you're supposed to get it. What starting this afternoon when it gets really bad, right? I think they said like one o'clock and it's it's 25 miles off the coast. And they said it's going like 10 miles an hour. I did see from the path. I thought that was going to be right over your house. (laughs) I know you said that this morning and you were right. (laughs) (laughs) So you're looking at maybe up to 150 mile an hour winds. I don't think you've seen a storm like that. Well, I mean, the good thing is it's going to hit like, um, it's going to hit like, uh, 40 miles. It's going to hit land 40 miles south of us. Oh, so you'll only be at 140 mile an hour winds yeah, by the time you so get there. Yeah, so it won't be as fast. <laughs> You're you... oddly calm and happy right now. What, are you drinking? What's well, I'm going a Floridian. on? I'm a Floridian. <laughs> so where did you put the horses? Because you don't really have a, a solid barn there. What, what did you do with them? Well, I, I like to leave them out. I think they're safer out, in my opinion. Um for the most part, because then they can get away from things if it gets really bad. And um, but my next door neighbor is in the process of uh, remodeling his house and like there's stuff everywhere. <laughs> so I sent them across the street to uh, my friend's barn, my neighbor's barn. Is it a block barn? Yeah, it's a block barn. Oh, and they it, should it, be good then. They uh, the, the people that built the barn were um, they bred Arabs. 
and it has like big hurricane doors and everything. So it's oh, all set up for her. They're safer so than I you are right very now. Lucky. <laughs> I know. I was very lucky that my neighbors were kind enough to let me in. So, J- Jamie, she sent me a picture of the neighbor's house, which is under construction, and they're putting on a second story, and they have nothing but the, the two-by-fours done in the second story and have plastic oh, all around it. Go. I predict that's going to be in her pool by the time the day's over. Well, it got, the, the construction got stopped because they didn't have a permit. <laughs> Oops. So, <laughs> so you know it's you built like, well. <laughs> yeah. We do have Amish down here in Sarasota, but there were not Amish people building this place. I mean, <laughs> it will be disaster. in your pool. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for that, I think the horses will probably, I would just leave them in the pasture so they could, you know, they don't seem to really care because they've ridden down a couple hurricanes. But I was just so afraid that there was going to be construction debris coming. Well, two yeah, by four so at you- 140 miles an hour would hurt. Yeah. You you leave them out. So so one of the things here, uh, trying to plan with tornadoes, is associated with tornadoes is hail. Oh and yeah, the wind and the debris, and the hail gets the horses going crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. They start running, and then they blindly run, and they hit debris and all that. Like I don't think my horses are sensible enough to be like, mm, let's avoid that. Let's move over here. Like yeah. so, how does that work with your guys? Is there is there no hail in a in a hurricane, we don't get hail that often. I mean, we get hail occasionally in Florida, uh, but my guys have like a thirty-six by thirty-six run-in. So if it if it hailed, or like a lot of times when it rains real hard, they run into the their shelter. Oh God, they're so smart. That's so nice. <laughs> well, and the, yeah, and they're not thoroughbreds. They're they're Arab. Uh, Welsh crosses. So they're oh, pretty that smart. That sounds way, way smarter. <laughs> <laughs> so it, how about the house? Are you guys prepared? You have a generator and everything. Did you lose power, you said, last night? We lost power like five this morning. Oh, and it didn't even windy yet. <laughs> so there you go. No, we lose power all the time. Like we lose power <laughs> if it's just raining. <laughs> you do so, have a whole house generator though, so you're good. Yeah, we have a whole house. We put that in. Um, it was after Irma, wasn't after- it? Right before no, Irma. we had it before Irma because yeah. we were without power for a week yeah. after Irma. So who knows? That's why you need a whole house generator in Florida because, I mean, we we lost power for a long time. And we're kind of the last ones that they give power to in Sarasota because we're kind of on the outskirts. Yeah, their neighborhood is really rural. <laughs> it's, so, And it's yeah, all horse farms. rich people first. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> we're thinking about you and hoping the best for you. And, jeez, uh, girl, uh, you, 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 get the lucky, you get the lucky straw today. I know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we still have a little ways to go. Yeah, you're, but... you'll, you'll be less a few trees. Do you want us to come down with the chainsaw next week? Uh, oh, well, I told you my neighbor is a retired fireman. And when I was going over yesterday to look at the stalls, he had this giant chainsaw. It's like the size, you know, bigger than my leg is like three and a half feet long. And I was like, I don't know what he's going to go cut down with that. But Well, you might be using him this week. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I did lose one. Tre- I lost two trees so far. I lost. Remember that tree that has the nest that with the um, great blue herons in there? Oh, yeah. So they flew away and the tree came down. Well, that um, got struck by lightning the first year we lived here, and it's been dead for a long time. So that came down right away. And then I lost my papaya tree. <sighs> All right. 
This storm's just sucks already. I know. It sucks already. <laughs> I'll give you an update after it passes. Okay, yeah, definitely post pictures. We want to see pictures. There'll be some cleanup in aisle nine, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll send you a papaya after okay. this is all over. <laughs> all right. We're thinking Thanks about for you, girl. Calling, guys. All right. Thanks see for ya. thinking of us. All right, bye. Bye. Have a great show. She must be drinking. She's way too happy. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't look not much phases, Wendy. Uh, she would make a good Jim Cantori, actually. No, she wouldn't, because Jim over, you know, he has to over uh, dramatize everything to make it interesting. Yeah. So, exactly. All right. Now we're going to head over to the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala because uh, one of our hosts here on Horses in the Morning, uh, Kayla, is over there. She brought her 30 horses over there for safety. I didn't know she had 30 well, horses. Not personally, but in the barn. They have uh, total, she, she boards at a, at a jumper facility. So we're going to give her a call and see how things are going over at the World Equestrian Center. From what I hear, they're treating them pretty well over there. Uh, but I, w- I want to get the the uh, the real scoop. Yeah, no kidding, because it sounds like it's like a like a war camp, you know. <laughs> well, the, this will be the biggest variety of horses they've ever had there. That's for sure. They won't. I be don't all... know, man. We've talked about some of the shows Hello. they have there. Hey, Kayla, how are you doing? Hi. Good, how are you? All right, so coming to us live is uh, Jim Cantori II uh, from, <laughs> from the World Equestrian Center. Do, are all your horses there now? Yes. Well, actually, so technically I only, I was a little dramatic on my post on the auditor page. We have on a total of a little over 30 horses on the property. Um, I'm in charge of six of them. Okay. So all six of mine are are there. Plus I brought, uh, four of my clients horses from down the road. Um, so we did multiple trips back and forth. Um, and then I think the like Sharn Wordley and Lauren Balcom, I think they have one more load. They were, they were out lunging this morning. Uh, (laughs) their horses are supposed to go to try on in, in less than a week. Uh, so those horses are just about, they wanted to kind of keep them moving until the very last. Yeah, because it could be in a stall uh, for for two days. So, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you got to tell us what the atmosphere is over at the World Equestrian Center. Now, somebody asked in the auditor room what the barns are like. Trust me, they're the best built barns in all the country or in all the world. <laughs> These are really built yeah. barns. Um, I'm really not worried about the horses. I'm more worried about myself. Um, but, no, the, the barns are – they're well, they're – fully block. Uh, and I actually just went by and counted all the stalls cause I really don't know. There's about 80 stalls per barn and each barn there's a, it's a letter of the alphabet. So it goes all the way through Z, um, with 80 stalls in each barn, but each barn has about, I, I think it's like every other barn. There's a big honking generator outside of it. So, uh, Jamie, the generators, Jamie, the generators are about the size of your barn. They're huge. Wow. <laughs> so, no, I mean, like, I am so not worried about the horses. Uh, you know, they they have, like, garage doors, little electric garage doors, so those will all get shut right as it hits. Like, right now, it's, I don't know where it's, like, how it's, like, at Glenn's, but it's, the, I've been in thunderstorms uh, weekly that are worse than what's yeah, happening yeah, that, right now. <laughs> apparently, this afternoon it's going to get worse here. So, what what's yeah. the atmosphere like at at the place? This is quite a collection of horses they have over there. I bet. 
Yeah, there's, um, I mean, it's pretty chill. There's, you can tell there's some horses, though, that I don't know have been in a stall in a very long time. Uh, so there's a lot of screaming going on. It's, it's a little loud on the horse front. The <laughs> people, I mean, people are still showing up. So it kind of looks like, uh, just looks like a horse show, really. I mean, people are pretty well prepared. Uh, what's really nice is, the stalls, so I don't know if everybody knows, but the stalls were free, but you have to order shavings through them. So that's kind of, you know, how the, it's a little bit of a give back. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's very generous. They're keep allowing the horses to stay up through, like, mid-next week. Oh, wow. So just in case you get, like, in case, you know, you came from somewhere that really got hammered, uh, you're allowed to to stay there. And there's a lot of people that are setting up cots and uh to making stalls into little uh, living living arrangements for themselves, uh, whether or not they're just worried that they can't get to their horse and their local, or they've come from a little bit further away. I know there's and a lot from the south where they're get really getting hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm kind of in an aisle with a lot of local people that are just like I I had to move my horse regardless whether my horses regardless whether I just moved up to the top main barn because I'm in a lower shed row barn. Uh, but two of my stalls in flash flood, like when the hurric- uh, when the thunderstorms get bad, two of my stalls tend to flood sometimes. So I was like, I have to get out of here. Um, yeah, 15 you know, inches of rain barn. will put them underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then the tent barn's right next to me, and we took the roof off of that yesterday uh, just in case it decided. I mean, it's held down with big, big, huge cinder blocks, uh, but it might, you know, still take flight. Yeah, I, so I, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I did hear Kayla that the, the, I saw some people post that are over there that they actually had some food and stuff available for everybody. Um, I haven't seen anything. I know that the, the, the main, like the RV store, the general store is still open for a little bit. And I think yesterday they were open, but they planned to be closed today and tomorrow. Yeah, that is, so, you, know, I, you just set Kayla off on a mission to go find some free food, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's the food? Well, I'm literally going to eventually, I think, if I get stuck at the barns, they have a kangaroo here. Yes, did yeah, you find I, it? That's the question of the hour is, <laughs> did you find the kangaroo? I have not found the kangaroo yet. But do you know, I just said there's like 2,000 stalls here. (laughs) It's going to take me a while. (laughs) Put on your hiking boots and get out there and hit boots on the ground, Kayla. Go find it. I need pictures. (laughs) Apparently, there's a 46-year-old tortoise, too. So um, there's a tortoise. Oh, my gosh. The tortoise, the big-ass tortoise is in with a a mini. So you you have to find the tortoise and the mini, too. Here's your here's your assignment if you choose to accept it, which you will because I'm going to make you. You need to walk around. There's 2,000 stalls. I need you to go around and look at every single stall inside it and take a photograph, not of everything, but all the weird stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. anything, even horses that are like unique. Like say you've got, you know, a chestnut thoroughbred next to a gypsy vanner, which is next to an Andalusian, which is then next to a Percheron. You know, I want photos. I need photo yes. evidence. Okay. It's <laughs> your mission. <laughs> My mission. Well, you'll I have nothing to else to do when the storm's hitting. You won't be going outside no. when it's raining that hard. So... Uh, that is very true. I feel like so, we need to let yeah. her go because she's got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla, thanks for giving us a report yeah. from the World Equestrian Center. We appreciate it. 
Thanks. Be safe, Glenn. You too. Hang in there, girl. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. We're going to go to one more. It's kind of fun, actually, Um, (laughs) for us. Uh, uh, We're going to go to one more. We're going to try and get one of our auditors on, Flossie, who's been an auditor, I think, forever. Um, And she's also in Sarasota. So she said the wind was starting to pick up there now. So we're going to get her on and see what she did with her horses. I don't know how many she has. I don't know much. But we're going to call her. We're doing this as live, so bear with us. This is the way it yeah. used to be for the new listeners all the time. Yeah. We used to just, and then like, oh, they're not answering. And we'd be live. And like, oh, uh, thanks, Snoop Dogg. Like, thanks yeah. for not answering the phone. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Damn Snoop Dogg. God, that guy. We have our own versions of Snoop Dogg. We won't mention their names today. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get Flossie. The, the Snoop Dogg backstory. Hey, Flossie. Oh, How are mind. you? <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Hello. How's it going? It is really windy and really rainy down here. It's not sunny and beautiful. You're not in your pool today. Oh, no. I'm actually concerned the pool might overflow a little bit. <laughs> I bet it will. <laughs> yeah. So what? how many horses do you have and what have you done with them? I have three horses. I have one Florida Cracker horse and two miniature horses. And... I found that the sh- writing your phone number on their hooves with a Sharpie marker does not work when their hooves are wet and they're standing in mud. Mm-hmm. So I got my scissors out and clipped my last name into their coats on their side. Oh, there you go. Are, do they have a shelter of some sort? They do. Uh, I have a concrete block barn. And um, they're in their stalls, but with stall doors open and access to paddocks outside so they can choose. There you go. And, you know, that's the way most of the barns are set up here. Most of the barns in Florida, for people that haven't been here because of the heat, most of the barns are set up where they're open at the top. There's an opening to the top of the barn, to the roof, and then there's a center aisle way, and then the stalls are on the outside with openings to the little paddocks. So that's the way 90% of the barns here are set up, and that's for airflow. Just trying to and that's exactly how mine is set up yeah well they should be fine and that if it's blocky you should be good now they may not have a roof by the time you're done but uh the walls will still be standing so yeah well the roof is pretty sturdy on this one they built it just like uh housing roofs are constructed so fingers crossed all of our roofs down here are required to have hurricane straps on them so uh you know like ours does here at the house so that's for that reason so they don't blow off hopefully Uh, so you're gonna you we just talked to wendy a couple minutes ago and she said she just saw her local news that has you guys right in the eye so do you have that to look forward to yeah well hey it is what it is (laughs) is this not your first hurricane i imagine No, it's not my first hurricane because I've grown up in Florida, but it's also not my first hurricane with horses. Um, I had my minis during Irma, and we did the same procedures, same protocol, um, and I actually had less of a strong barn then, and I lost the roof to the barn during Irma, and those minis are tough, man. You didn't bring them in the house? You're so mean. <laughs> I'd be like, I come on, have no. <laughs> Jamie would have all the horses in the house. They would just yeah. be- <laughs> come on, everybody. Come on in. Let's go. 
Well, you know, we have a lot of listeners. I know Jessica in Orlando. This is her first hurricane. Gina's first hurricane. Another listener that we have down by Orlando. Uh, as a matter of fact, I talked to three or four of them yesterday, listeners that are in the Orlando area, and they're supposed to get Category 1 or 2. So they're going to have an experience they've never had before. Because what you don't appreciate, and you can back me up on this, uh, Flossie, you don't appreciate... 100-mile-an-hour winds until you've heard 100-mile-an-hour winds for 14 hours straight, and it just never stops. Um, that That's what makes a hurricane different. You can get heavy winds any time in a storm, but, boy, when it never stops for 14 hours, it starts to get old. It does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck, girl. We're thinking about you. All right. Thanks. Y'all be safe. All right. Take care, Flossie. Bye. There you go. <laughs> there are the live reports from Florida. Um, Everybody's so much calmer than I would be. I'd be freaking out. <laughs> you would be freaking you, out. You can't sustain that. For, I mean, you should see me during, during like bad weather. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta watch the TV. I gotta do that. I told Chad, I'm like, we need a generator. What are you doing? You're failing in life. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we just moved into this house and it didn't have one, but uh, that's going to be on our list of things to do. Is uh, that whole house generators? But the problem is they're expensive. They run about ten grand. So I know, I know. That's why we don't have one. (laughs) You guys, you probably lose power more in the winter, right? Can I tell you a story about my husband? Okay. Yes, you can. Do we have time? Yeah, we have have four minutes, so it has to be a short story. So uh, my husband is. I love him. I I got a call from the lady that lives down by in the old house. And uh, she's like, hey, there's like at eight o'clock at night. She's like, there's three packages, big boxes down here. Uh, I have two husband stories and uh, I'll tell you this one real quick. I I get down there and I'm like, okay, I'll come and get them. I had to check the horses anyway. So I go down there, check the horses, do all things. And there's three big boxes. And I go to pick one up and like immediately screwed my back up. Because this box is like a thousand pounds. Like, what, <laughs> what the heck? Buy? <laughs> and so she comes out and she's trying to help me lift it. And we lift the first box. She had to get one in. It was probably like four feet long by two feet tall and, and two feet wide. And we lift it up. And as we lift it up, the bottom breaks out of the box. Oh, no. And th- it looks like. Like, uh, you know how you get your uh, supplements in these big supplement containers, plastic ones? Three of those fall out. And there's still two other boxes. And I pull one of these and I'm like, did I get supplements from like, did I order something from KPP? Like, I don't know. And I look at it. It is three months of food, Glenn. Three months of freeze-dried, just-add-water food for like the apocalypse. Oh, he ordered one of those kits. Oh, dear God. We have food, and it, the shelf life is 25 years. Yeah, yeah that'll and taste so, good after 10 and, years. <laughs> and I didn't know. that. And by the way, it's like none of it's vegetarian, so apparently <laughs> I can just starve. die. I can die, but him and Lucas are going to be fine. <laughs> the dogs Enjoy will be fine. He and Lucas will be fine. You'll mm-hmm. be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll be dead. So I go to pick I know I'm like, and, and she starts laughing. I'm like, what? The actual hell is this? My husband just bought like nine months supply of food. I didn't know food. he was a prepper. I didn't either. <laughs> so apparently he listened to some podcast that's telling everybody the world's going to end, and he just went out and spent like a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, they're like a thousand food. bucks for the big pack. <laughs> I am like, I, so I come up to the house and I was like, hey, the packages you ordered came 
And he's like, I didn't order any packages. And I go, does freeze dried food sound familiar? And he goes, I will not apologize for that. You will thank me later. And I was like, this is it's like, like it was free. Him off. <laughs> and, he, and this morning he's like, we're out of milk. And I was like, no, we're not. We have 4,000 pounds of it in the garage. <laughs> Who did I marry? My mem- what is going on? We had four boys, so my we lived on powdered milk, and to this day, I cannot drink powdered milk. That's cool. well. He's like, he's like, we're out of milk, and I'm like, no, we're not. If you want to put milk in your coffee, just walk your happy ass out to the garage and grab some <laughs> a handful of that powdered crap you got, bring it in, and toss it in your coffee. <laughs> I'm like, and my and ginger is like hysterically laughing because I am so shocked by this purchase. I mean, it had well, he couldn't like ask you first. In his defense, you would have never said yes, so he couldn't ask you first. It's just Hell like when no, you get horses yes. and don't tell him. It's the same thing. It is definitely not the same, <laughs> same thing. Actually, it, this food is to eat. Your horses just eat your food. So yes, I understand that, but. I kn- he knows who he married. I don't know who that person is. You can't just surprise. Now he somebody. was ex-military. Does he know something we don't, or is this just? I know. I I don't know. I, I but he's like you're gonna thank me. I'm like it's beef stroganoff. I'm not gonna thank you. I'm gonna starve to death. Hey, uh, is there enough to send to us in case this apocalypse really does happen? Uh... You can come and get it now. Okay. Yeah. I like. Told him, I said, if there's an apocalypse, I would really prefer to go in the first round. That's what Jennifer I read says. That's what Jennifer Cormac says. McCarthy's The Road. I don't want to be traipsing down yes. trying to fend off rapists and murderers <laughs> while That's I'm trying Jennifer to walk south too. to the We've equator. seen enough apocalypse movies that you, we don't want to be the people left. Nope. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> zombies come. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna handle my business. Like it's I, I don't want to live. I don't want to be a part of any of that stuff. I don't want to be like burning sticks to stay. Warm, like it's not gonna happen. I don't want that. We have so such a now, happy show today. <laughs> All right, we gotta hey, we gotta move on. Hurricanes coming. Awesome. <laughs> I have food if y'all need some. Hey, can we get the second Chad story in the in the post show for the auditors? If he's not home yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this we'll, one was fun. We'll root for that. <laughs> All right. Let's uh right after this word from State Line Tech. We're gonna talk. To Kathleen Gustafson, uh, she's a PhD and a researcher, and we're going to talk about EMS, which has been in the news a lot lately. So uh, we're going to talk to her about that in our health segment. This horse health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. And you can have months worth of that shipped to your door as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know what? StatelineTac.com just got a brand new arrival of Ariat boots. There's a whole page full of different kinds of shoes and boots from English to Western to just casual uh, shoes. You can find them all over at StatelineTac.com. That's happening right now on their homepage. You'll find that. They're also doing a Wintech saddle giveaway where they're giving away a Wintech 500 dressage saddle so you, and also a Wintech kids saddle. You can sign up to win those. You just go over and enter to the win and sign up, and they're going to be giving those away. And that contest actually does end tomorrow. So you want to sign up by Saturday or by what's tomorrow? Thursday night, uh, the 29th. So that ends tomorrow. Go check that out today. Go to statelinetech.com for all of the sales they have going on there and all of the millions of different products they have. 
My Dublin boots finally just died. Dang it, now I'm on the Now you have to go buy website. some. That's right. Yep. I would like to welcome to the show Kathleen Gustafson, PhD, Director and Research Advisor for the ECIR Group, which is Equine Cushions and Insulin Resistant Group. Hello, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. The, and you're, t- you're joining us from Kansas City, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. So you're out of the hurricane, so we can just relax yes. a little bit. <laughs> thank, thank goodness, yes. Okay, so getting right to it. Talk to us about what is we're we're gonna just get simple here and and pretend that nobody knows what the heck uh, uh, EMS is. So give us a reader's digest. What is EMS? Okay, so equine metabolic syndrome is basically it's not a disease or anything. It's a constellation of of um, symptoms if you if we can use that as a descriptor. Um, which present as uh, some horses become obese, not all. Um, They kind of get this heavy crest on their neck. They develop these kind of strange lumpy fat pads on the, oh, over the kidneys and over the rump and the tail head and on the shoulders and things like that. Sort of this abnormal distribution of fat. And then they become um, what's called insulin resistant. And this is not, it's not a disease, it's a genetic predisposition, uh, sort of what they call the thrifty phenotype, those horses that, that do well, easy keepers, so I'm to speak. I'm a thrifty Ponies. phenotype, I like that. Yeah, that. The, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the easy keepers, uh, ponies are notorious for this. Um, any, and most people, they just refer to this as founder, grass founder, all that. But if we back up and we look at what's actually going on here, um, several years ago, it became clear that the actual cause of laminitis, which is uh, an inflammation of the of the lamina and the hoof that ultimately lead to a breakdown and then the penetration of the coffin bone in severe cases, um, what actually causes that in horses with equine metabolic syndrome is high insulin. And the interesting thing about horses versus humans is that their pancreas never really gives out. It continues to pump out insulin at really crazy high levels, and uh, ultimately that high insulin um, causes laminitis. Now, if, can, if their pancreas is constantly pumping out insulin, how come some horses become resistant and some don't? Yeah. So, so... The process is, let's say, so you eat something, the horse eats something, they get a high glucose level, and then the glucose is taken up by the cells, right? But in these horses that become insulin resistant, the cells stop taking up the glucose, or they stop responding to the insulin signal to take up the glucose. So that's what insulin resistance actually is. And so the, you know, muscles have a tremendous demand for for uh, glucose. So a horse in heavy work rarely develops equine metabolic syndrome, even if they're um, genetically predisposed. And it's not just heavy work. I mean, a horse doing average exercise can can burn off the glucose and, uh, and not have this issue. But for horses that just stand around all day, and especially for those to stand around and eat all day, um, then, then they start to develop this issue where they have more circulating glucose. They can't get into the cells because the cells are saying, I'm full. And so it starts pumping that into uh, fat cells. And so they get heavier. 
and then they become resistant to insulin signaling, and then the whole thing spirals out of control. Okay, so we've got this cell that's full, and it says, we don't want all of your stuff, and then it leaves, and it it attaches itself to, like, fat cells, and those fat cells just grow and grow and grow, and that's where we get the fat pads. How does that communicate to the hoof, to the lamina? Well, nobody's really clear what, what the actual mechanism is with respect to how insulin uh, acts on the lamina, but it is just insulin. And the way they discovered this is they had uh, normal horses that were not insulin resistant and not overweight, and they uh, injected them with um, high levels of insulin, and it caused laminitis. So it's it's directly due to the to the insulin, to the high blood level of insulin. It doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the syndrome. You can have, there are plenty of fat horses that are just fat and they don't have high insulin, but, and there are thin horses that have high insulin. So it's really all about the insulin. So how can you tell if you just have a fat horse or an insulin resistant horse? Well, then you have to, then you need to do a blood test. So you have your vet come out and they draw glucose and insulin and they look at those levels. But the thing is, is that insulin is never stationary. It moves up and down during the day. It moves up and down with the diet. Um, there's a great study out there that shows um, in horses on pasture that insulin basically marches lockstep with, with the sugar in pasture. So in other words, in the early spring, say um, uh, May and June, when the grasses are growing fast and there's lots of simple sugar in the grass, and the horses are grazing that, the sugar goes up during the day due to photosynthesis, and the horse's insulin follows right along with that. So it'll go up, and then uh, during the nighttime hours when the sugar goes down, the horse's insulin goes down, and when they eat the sugary grass again, it goes up. And so that's why we see uh, spring laminitis in some horses. So what what good... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I should point out that this study showing how insulin moves up and down during the day and night was done in normal horses. So this is a normal feature, but in a horse with insulin resistance who already has high insulin, put them out on the same pasture and then that that response is even more exaggerated and that's why they get into trouble. So if you're going to take blood to determine whether a horse is insulin resistant, how effective is it to just take one sample? Shouldn't you take multiple throughout the day? No, not really. I mean, that would be nice, but it'd be very expensive. So what you do is you control what they eat. So in the same study that showed how insulin went up and down with on pasture, they also had a group of horses that were on hay. Well, if you think about hay, the, the carbohydrate is fixed in hay because it's a dry, preserved, you know, forage. So you can measure the carbohydrate content. Let's say it has a uh, Uh, 8% sugar and starch combined. So those are the two carbohydrates that stimulate glucose and insulin. And so you know that, and that horse eats nothing but that 8% sugar and starch hay, then their insulin will remain steady with the exception of just, you know, physiologic changes during the day, which are, you know, fairly mild. So you control that. You put them on this, you put them on hay and you test them for two hours. I mean, sorry, you put them on hay and you test them two to four hours after they eat that hay meal. Okay. Okay. And there's other ways to do it. You can do a glucose tolerance test. And if they have an exaggerated response, that's uh, sort of the gold standard. But it's fairly easy to do. Just get a basal insulin on on just a hay diet. So a lot of people... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I'm just curious to know, are there 
a certain breeds that are more predisposed to it than other yes. ones? Yes, we had a conference in uh, 2021, and uh, one of our speakers was Elaine Norton, and she's done some really nice work on on the genetics of equine metabolic syndrome. And, um, you know, the pony breeds, some of the draft breeds, Tennessee walkers, uh, fox trotters, Rocky Mountain horses. Uh, I could go on and on. <laughs> Paint. Uh, generally speaking, the, the warm bloods, the thoroughbreds, quarter horses, those types of horses, uh, that have um, more muscle um, tend to have t- are are more rare to develop uh, equine metabolic syndrome. Okay, so in my barn, I have thoroughbreds, but I also have a uh, Andalusian and a, and a Mustang. And I know uh-huh. that I've talked to my vet when I lived in Arizona because the hay is really really rich. Uh, we we soak the hay and and then. Flood, you know, drain out all the water and all that. And so with him, but I haven't had that problem with him here uh, in Oklahoma. But are Andalusians and Mustangs more predisposed? Because my Mustang, I swear to God, I mean, my Andalusian, I swear to God, he gets fat breathing. Like it's shocking. The crest on his neck. But then Uh I heard that that Andalusians aren't predisposed to it because it's like Mm -hmm. a gen, I don't know, to tell me, help me sleep better at night. I, we have a lot of of Andalusians in the group. Let me put it that way. So yes, uh, they are. And, and, uh, you know, so is, so is your Mustang. They're, they're classic for it. Yeah. You got two of them. You won the lottery. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Hang on just a second. I need to clear my throat. Hold on. Okay. You won the lottery. I wonder how little fat hackney ponies fit into that. Oh, sorry. Too much pollen floating around. That's right. Don't I have worry. a fat hackney pony. That, uh, and uh, most hackneys I've ever seen are kind of thin, but mine, it might be the excessive feeding I do. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people worry about, you know, all the, uh, you know, what should I do? You know, what about the feeding? What about this? And and really, the number one thing that, that uh, the number one insulin buster is exercise. Mm-hmm. So, Glenn, there so, you go. You and your pony yeah. hit the trail. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, if I talk about my own horse. That's um, my number one problem, too, him. by the way, uh, is yeah. lack yeah. of exercise. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's about muscle. If you can, if you can build the muscle and the muscle has the demand, even at rest, the muscle will have the demand once you build up adequate muscle. So that's really, fitness is the number one uh, key to avoiding this. And there is my next question. You just answered. Perfect. Okay. So pre- preventing it would be building more muscle and glands, you know, hit the trail. And you know what? Don't drive your pony because you do nothing. Then you got to take your pony for a walk is what it sounds yeah. like. Y'all start jogging well, together. You know, yeah, that's right. Because, uh, you know, we tell. So when people come to the ECIR group, unfortunately, most of the time they find us is because they're in a crisis and their heart has laminitis. So you know, we, we have to work backwards. And, uh, and so in those cases, the number one thing is to get the insulin down as quickly as possible. So that's soaking the hay, uh, controlling the insulin, stimulating carbohydrates and, uh, um, just, just basic, you know, nutritional support. And then we also look at hoof support, you know, how to get the trim right and support the hoof while it recovers. And then when the horse is recovered enough to start walking, then it's 30 minutes a day of hand walking. You know, it's good for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that's tough because you need exercise, but then they're laminitic, so it's kind yeah, of a right. it's kind of a circle. So you need to catch it before it gets to the laminitic yeah. phase. All right, I'm yeah. gonna get on on my Andalusian, and we're gonna giddy up today. <laughs> All right, well, C- Kathleen, this has been amazing. Where can people go to find out more about it if they have any further questions? Yes, the best the best group, and I, I realize I'm promoting the group I support, but they literally saved my horse and many other horses, and that's the EC the Equine Cushing's and Insulin Resistant Group, and you can find it on the web at ecirhorse.org. ECIRhorse.org. We will put that in the show notes. Kathleen, uh, Doctor, is it Doctor? Sorry, uh, Kathleen yeah, is been. Yeah, and it's Gustafson too, by the way. So Gustafson. Yeah, Gustafson. Gustafson. Sorry, we notoriously <laughs> pronounce names wrong, yes. so it's like a badge of honor. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're so used to it. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, thank you so much, ecirhorse.org, and uh, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Okay, thanks. Right, thank bye-bye. you. Bye. Well, uh, this uh, segment, ironically, is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, and one of the products they have I want to talk a little bit about is the one that Scooter eats. Um, He eats one called Carb Buster, and he started that uh, a couple of months ago, and, you know, Scooter's been known to... I've been known to feed him a few treats, and he's been known to be a little chunky. Now, I got to say, since we moved into the new barn, that's better because I'm not, he's not right outside my door. Staring so, into your soul, begging it, you for food. It. So we started giving him uh, Carb Buster, uh, one of their products over at Daily Dose Equine, and he's less chunky. He, I, probably he looks better now than, than years. Years and years and years. And his skin is better. That was the other thing we found is that because they put nutrients in there, his skin is just better. So it helped him lose weight and his he's healthier. Uh, and he, he is really perky and he's just doing so well on this Carb Buster. And we order it uh, through Chewy. You can just get it shipped through Chewy, so we do that. But they offer a full line of handcrafted horse feeds to maximize the health and performance of horses and ponies of all ages. Each custom feed has been developed with whole grains and non-GMO ingredients to eliminate the risk of herbicide contamination. They are horse people themselves, and they have seen firsthand the difference of the superior nutrition can have on our equine partners. You go check them out at dailydoseequine.com, and if you want to order, and you're already ordering from Chewy anyway, you can get all of their feed over there as well. So we really do like it. It's Carb Buster is the one that uh, we're using on Scooter. Now, normally we would be doing some weird news, but we're we're switching it up a little bit today, aren't we? We are. Um, I just there's just so many things in my phone that I save for this show, and uh, I just need to go and cleanse a little bit. And this is something you know, living in Oklahoma has been an education, Glenn. On the, the daily, mm. and uh, I'm I'm learning all the time. And Redneck so there's there's a Facebook page called Hey Connection Oklahoma. And the, the question was posed, what exactly is horse quality hay? I have horses and they eat the same hay as my cows, question mark. So uh, then there was uh, some comments about what's the difference between horse quality hay and cow quality hay. And uh, let me know when you're ready for me to I, educate I so the masses. Ready. After we just did this whole like actual education yeah. segment, yeah. this is not at all the approved daily dose equine horse nutrition quality health segment. No PhDs okay? we're writing in this one. Uh, 
No, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, okay. All right, but I'm gonna have to slip into my Oklahoma gotcha accent yep. because you just you can't read this and not hear that. So I'm gonna have it's just gonna happen no matter what. So it's I'm just gonna I'm gonna embrace it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What exactly is horse quality hay? I have horses and they eat the same hay as my cows. Well, now, in their defense, some of the cattle people I used to have as clients fed really good hay to their cows. Okay, well, here's 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 Gene. Okay. Horse hay is a figment of horse people's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> We're dreaming that up. <laughs> That's not a real thing, y'all. Uh, the next person says it's cow it's cow hay, but it's priced higher. <laughs> well, that might be true, actually. <laughs> That's see, a good answer. Me, I like that answer. Let me point out that when I moved here, I didn't know that there was a difference. And I bought hay and I was like, I'm not feeding this to my horses. And then I bought horse hay and I'm like, this is really nice. So there is a difference. Mm. Let me just, let me just, uh, let's I think do it the depends who the cow owner is too. The things yeah. you say, right. The things you hear right now are not necessarily affiliated with the horse radio network. Uh, or nor do we approve them. <laughs> nor do we approve them. Uh, Randy says you have horses. Not pets. You know what? Well, <laughs> somebody wrote that's probably going to be the best answer. <laughs> you know what? Their horses ain't pets. You don't need to feed them nothing special. Okay. Uh, Linda came in with an actual answer and said, hopefully it's less weeds, but not always. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> Teresa says, you know what it is? It's a fancy name to charge more money. And horse owners pay it, but it ain't no different. Good hay is good hay. And I have cows and donkeys and goats and horses, and I buy it, and I feed them all the same. Well, you know what? Also- She's right. Good hay is good hay. She is correct on yeah. that. Yeah. Cow hay actually they they you can feed cows like moldy hay, you can feed them hay with stickers. Yeah, and, and I had some can't. clients that would feed them alfalfa, the best alfalfa. So who knows? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh my guess is that's not happening a lot in Oklahoma. <laughs> Jack went on to say, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Horse hay, that's a myth. <laughs> uh the next person, Nick, popped in with a sales pitch is what it is. My horses will eat some stuff. My cows turn their noses up at. <laughs> well, that is your horses are starving, Nick. Not gonna lie. That's that's. Was there not anybody defending horse? A? Uh, let me go to the next page here. <laughs> no. Josh chopped in with, "Man, you just opened yourself up. I always fed mine with the cattle, and they just been fine too. My horses eat range cubes with the cattle and do fine. Also, soak, don't choke." Stop beating cubes. God. Um, Jerry says, you know what my horses are eating today? Corn stalks right beside my cows. And they seem to be real happy. And I also feed molded alfalfa that I do to my cows. And then the horses shake the mold out of it and they get along fine. <laughs> well, we lived in Pennsylvania. We used to go, there was farmers all around us and they used to have big corn you know, they used to grow a lot of corn. So after they would take the corn in the fall, we would go around and pick up the corn that fell out and then didn't make it into the machine. And we'd get bags of this stuff. And the horses loved corn on the cob. They loved it. It's one of their favorite I things would to eat. eat. 
refer back to the EMIS, uh, EMS. Uh, <laughs> you can't feel a lot. It's a treat. Earlier, uh, <laughs> because here's what Edward said. Edward, you, you know, Jerry, I knew an old cowboy that fed moldy hay to his horses, and he said the same thing. They always seemed in great shape. Let me, okay, let me point out that that horses in Oklahoma may or may not be performance horses. Okay. If you, if you have a low bar. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Gary said, you know what it is? You know, the difference between horse and cow hay, it's an excuse to charge double. So then you'd be able to better put up with their BS. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> You know, they might have a point when you think about it, because we pamper our horses, and they're always trying to find ways to kill themselves. Here we have their horses who who have every opportunity to kill themselves, and they don't. Why is that? The final one here is Steve chimes in with, what's the difference between horse hay and cow hay? About $20. (laughs) (laughs) There's some truth to all of these, actually. (laughs) My brain hurts. We needed that laugh. (laughs) Bout. And by the way, bout is spelled just like you think it is. B-O-U-T. Yep. Well, why use extra letters when you don't have to? Well, everybody, that's it. We have to go get ready uh, for the storm to hit this afternoon. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, the rest of this week is going to be a little different. We are dark tomorrow. It's the fifth Thursday of the month, so we're normally dark. Uh, So we will not have a show tomorrow. On Friday, I have a special episode planned for you because earlier in the week, Jamie and I just decided that with the storm coming, we should get Friday's show done ahead of time. So there's a special show planned for you on Friday. You can check that out. Uh, and auditors, hold on. We're going to hang around and chat with you guys for a few minutes in the post show. I'm going to tell you, tell you what Chad did the other, to me. Is he home yet? No. Oh, good. good. Yeah, yeah. So Coast by the way, clear. this is how it used to be in the old days before we started editing the show a little bit before we put it out. So... Oh, you're not going to edit any of this? No, this is going in the way it is. This is the way it used to be in the old days. Uh, So thanks, everybody. See ya. And uh, for all of our friends uh, in Florida, be safe. All right. Congratulations. You made it through another post. This is the wrong one. See, this is just like it used to be in the old days. You got the mistakes left in. Spain or Geld, I'll say it again. Oh, the good news is I took Homer to the vet yesterday and his second testicle finally descended, Glenn. <laughs> I'm so proud. 